This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 40 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. We had a jam-packed weekend of sports, people. Before we get into all that, I want to thank you guys who are tuning in for the first time. Whether you're coming in from TuneIn, Spotify, Google Podcast, iTunes, anywhere you're coming from. Thank you for showing your support. For those of you who've been listening since day one, you already know what the deal is. You want to know what's going on today in episode number four zero. Oh my goodness. Where should we start? Great UFC fight. John Jones, eh? Nobody liked the fight as much. We saw a five-second fight, the fastest ever in UFC history. Alexis Nunes went undefeated. The home run derby. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., a star is born. My man hit 91 home runs. 91 home runs, man. And this man still lost the home run derby. The sensational rookie Pete Alonso of the New York Mets. What a great home run derby that was. But that's not the only thing that went on this weekend as well. The U.S. women's soccer team, football team, they once again won the World Cup after being called out by President Donald Trump. And the big one that everyone is talking about, NBA free agency, is ruling the summer right now. Kawhi Leonard. He held the NBA in the balance and he signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. But he didn't go there by himself. He took Paul George with him. So with no further ado, man, these are all the things we got to talk about. Let's just get right into it. Huh? What are you talking about, man? Woo! What? (laughs) Bro, what are you talking about, man? Like you've already heard, we had a very, very, very busy weekend this past weekend. The day of this recording, July 8th, 2019, on a Monday. Man, <laughs> I was up all weekend, man. Those of you who know me, you are by religion and seven-day Adventist. Friday nights, Friday nights to Saturday nights, man. Sometimes it can be very tough being a very... You know, fanatic of sports because all the best games, all the the greatest news always comes out on Friday for us, and it's a temptation. But I held my temptation back, and you know, I want to tell you like a backstory. The big story of the weekend we all know was Kawhi Leonard, you know, going to the Los Angeles Clippers, and I had some inside information that I want to share with you guys, and I'm sure you want to get into that. But I have to give a shout out, something I didn't do last week, and and I owe it to the island that I've lived on most of my life for those of you who don't know i was born in Colombia, south america but most of my life i've lived till my 16th birthday i lived on the island of curacao if you watch soccer football and you finish watching a gold cup that mexico just beat the united states 1-0 happened to be one of the great goals i've seen by jonathan dos santos what a great placement in that corner man shout out to mexico shout out to the me and the friend Antonietta Collins for winning the uh, the Go Cup, man. But uh, I have to give a shout out to the island of Curacao. I have a lot of friends there, a lot of homies, like the kids say. 
lot of people have grown up with not to give a shout out to the island for what they've been doing with their football team man not every place have the money they don't have not every place have the infrastructure not all the islands have the people that turn up behind them to give them the support but the island of curacao do the people are invested in their sport say what you want about them for those of you who don't know where curacao is located if you know where aruba is at you know where curacao is it's literally like a 10 minute flight away well i'll say 15 minutes 15 minute flight you get there these boys put in an effort in this gold cup they made it to the quarterfinals and that's something they should be proud about they're playing against the bigger countries the u.s jamaica mexico panama canada they're playing against all these teams man all these teams that on all these countries that have more money more infrastructure but these boys made it and i gotta give a shout out to them man and i and i really 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 am proud of these boys half of them i don't know them because i've left like i said i've left the island when i was 16 years of age and moved to the united states of america but i keep up with my friends you know, I keep up with the sport. I keep up with what's going on on the island. And uh, kudos to them boys, man. Kudos to those boys. Speaking about a team that I'm proud of. I'm not an American citizen yet. But the United States Women's National Team. They are the epitome of greatness. They are the epitome of us living vicariously through them. They exemplify everything about us in our society right now today. Megan Rapino, top goal scorer in the World Cup, best player in the tournament. She got called out by President Trump and she made a bold claim. President was talking about, oh, you should win before you talk. Hey, Mr. President, there have been eight World Cups played on the women's side and the U.S., one half of them half of them you want to put that in context the men's world cup has been going on almost daggone 60 years now brazil who's considered the greatest world cup country has won five in like about 60 some years eight world cups eight world cups on the women's side the u.s won four of them back to back this team exemplified everything. They talk about arrogance. People say how arrogant they are. Man, listen, I tweeted about this. When you score the most goals ever in a World Cup, which with the U.S. women did in a total of 26, and you win back-to-back championships, you can be arrogant. They know they're good. We know they're good. Everybody knows they're good. And that's what we do, man. We praise them. When Tom Brady and the Patriots dominate, don't we praise them as well? As much as you hate them, you respect the greatness, right? Because they dominate. And that's what the women national team did. They showed the face of America. They showed that even though America is going through things, even though we're suffering through things, even though we have differences of opinion, sports always brings us together. And this women's team, that's what they did for us. They brought us all together. It doesn't matter where we came from. It doesn't matter what we believe in. They became one nation in that World Cup final one day. If we just look at the sports aspect, every game they played in, they were the heavy favorite. They were the heavy favorite coming in and coming in to win this World Cup. So I wasn't surprised that they won. These girls are good. And it leads to the point, why are they not getting paid to do 
Why are they not getting paid the money they deserve? I'm hearing all the time, oh, well, the men generate so much money. Yeah, but I call it like it is. The men are not as good as the women. They're just not. They don't have the resources the men have. They don't have the things the men have to their disposal. They don't get all the exposure like the men do. But somehow they yet produce and they become the best team in the world. Arguably the best team ever. What does the men have to show for for it? Why can't we just not pay these women? I don't know the intricacies. I don't know the details about this. But these women have shown. And they exemplify what America stands for. You work hard, you get rewarded. These women worked hard. Like I said twice already. Eight World Cups. Four World Cup titles. Back-to-back champions. Pay these women what they do. Let's transition into this. Kawhi Leonard signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. And that's what everybody is talking about. At the beginning of the segment, I said, you know, I've worked my way over these years. I made some contacts over Twitter, talked to many people in private, met people in real life, have family members that work in the industry, NBA industry for that matter. So I pride myself on getting correct information. I've also been told that I'm being a liar. Because people don't believe the type of contacts and the type of info that I have. That's not something that I brag about. Matter of fact, Chris Boussard has sources and contacts. Chris Haynes has sources and contacts. Adrian Wojnowski. I can't even pronounce his last name. We just call him Woj. Who dropped the Woj bombs. He has his sources. He has his people. They talk to people to get the information they get. They build a network. For the people out there. It's been brought to my attention. That I'm supposedly a liar. Because there's a lot of stuff that I make up. And I don't have proof of it. Listen man. I don't have to prove nothing to anybody. Never in my life. Have I been called a liar. So I just want to put that out there. So for those of you. Whether I do something good or bad. And those people who want to talk. I work very hard to be in this position I am right now. I take it as a privilege. To be able to have this podcast to talk to people to give them the information that they're looking for if they want it they can go look it elsewhere but yet they come listen to the stat man sports podcast so i don't owe anybody nothing so yes i'm just going to put that out there but let's continue on with the information you guys came looking for you listeners came looking for you want to know how the heck did Kawhi leonard end up on the clippers i was having a conversation with uh, one of my good friends and he asked me Dude, I don't understand. How did Kawhi end up on the Clippers? Long story short, I know why he ended up on the Clippers. Everybody's talking about that Kawhi wanted to be home. Yes, he wanted to be home. Kawhi wanted to be back in Los Angeles. And everybody assumed. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Magic Johnson, Jeannie Buss, 16 Banners. Kawhi Leonard is coming to Los Angeles. My man Chris Carter from Fox Sports, FS1. He had the intel. Matter of fact, he was closest to Kawhi in all this. It was a deal that Kawhi wanted a 1 plus 1, that Kawhi wanted a 2 plus 1, that Kawhi wanted 
uh, a two-year contract to go back to Toronto. There was speculation that the Clippers were absolutely out of this race. It was just between the Toronto Raptors and the Los Angeles Lakers. But look where we are today, people. For the first time in my life, like I told one of my friends, Kawhi Leonard made a liar of everybody's sources, including mine. Because I was so confident on Friday afternoon that Kawhi Leonard would actually go back to the Toronto Raptors. And that's what I've been told. It was solid and concrete. Everybody believed that he was going back to Toronto. Like I told you guys, because of my religion, Seventh-day Adventist, we try to keep the Sabbath. I went to bed on Friday night. I wake up Saturday morning and I'm looking at my phone and all I see is just clear alerts that Kawhi signed with the Clippers. Look, I try not to respond to it. I try to find out what the heck happened. But I tell you what, God forgive me. I broke the Sabbath. I really did. Because all I was thinking about was, man, I need to read this stuff on sunset Saturday to see what happened. Kawhi Leonard, 26, 25 point scorer for the season. Four assists, six rebounds a game. Superstar, two-way player. He decided he wanted to come home and play for the Los Angeles Clippers. But he wanted to do it alone. What made it crazy is that Paul George brought, he, he brought Paul George with him. From what I've been told, from what I've been reading, it coincides with everything I've been seeing. Kawhi was changing meetings with the Lakers. He was dragging the Lakers along, if that's what you want to call it. He swayed him along. There's a bunch of theories out there. I'm of the belief, actually even with all the intel that I had, that somehow Kawhi wanted to dry up free agency because he knew he was going to the Clippers and he wanted to make sure that the Lakers didn't get the best of the pot. The Lakers did the best they could with what was left in free agency. But Kawhi Leonard, stone cold killer. Like I said, he made all our sources look like liars, man. Because we all thought at some point it was either the Lakers or the Raptors. Majority thought it was the Lakers. And Kawhi and his camp and Steve Ballmer, Jerry West, they did this FBI, CIA undercover with their information. Nothing was leaked. Let me tell you guys something about Steve Ballmer. Okay. Steve Ballmer, for those of you who don't know, the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Footnote, if Donald Sterling was still president of the Clippers today, none of this would ever happen. Let's put that out there. We should give thanks to Steve Ballmer's tape. Steve Ballmer's girlfriend's tape. We got to give her thanks and praise because if not, not Steve Ballmer, sorry. Correct myself, not Steve Ballmer. Excuse me. Donald Sterling's girlfriend. Give praise and thanks to Donald Sterling's girlfriend for that infamous tape. For those of you who don't know, when I'm not doing this podcast, my day job is I'm a IT engineer. I build networks and I manage computers. And Steve Ballmer and uh, and uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, those are the people I look up to. Those are my idols. They got me into the IT business. Let me tell you guys something. It coincides with exactly what happened with what went down with the Clippers. Steve Ballmer was co-head of Microsoft. 
they released products years after years. They had to build things years after years, and they held things tight knit. Have you guys ever noticed you don't see leaks from Microsoft and Apple happen all the time? Can these dudes know how to keep things tight knit, man? They know how to keep things in house. And I'm sure, I know, I've seen Steve Ballmer on workshops, on reveals, in 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 talk shows. This man is a fanatic. When he wants to keep something a secret, he makes sure he does everything to keep it a secret. I'm sure he even went as far as to threaten people to not release Kawhi Leonard's information and anything they talked about in meetings. For what I've been told, it was Steve Ballmer, Doc Rivers, Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi Leonard's uncle and his mom were in the meetings. That's what I've been told. Other people have reported this as well. Jerry West, arguably the greatest, the greatest basketball operations GM of all time. Sam Presti could be up there as well. There's many others. Mitch Kupchak can be up there as well. There's many others that we can mention. All these men have their flaws, but Jerry West, man, as great as a basketball player that he was, to me, he was even greater as a GM. This man got Shaquille O'Neal to the Los Angeles Lakers back in 1996. He traded away the 13th pick for Vladi Divox and Charlotte Hornets and signed Kobe Bryant. And the rest is history. He went to Golden State and he signed Kevin Durant. Then he goes to the Los Angeles Clippers and he lands Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. In hindsight, they gave up a lot more than the Lakers gave up for Anthony Davis. They gave up four protected picks and one unprotected pick. They gave up Gil Kill, Gil, uh, Shai Alexander. I have a hard time pronouncing these names sometimes. They gave up Shai Alexander. Four unprotected picks, one four protected picks, one unprotected pick for Paul George. But the core team remained intact. They gave up Danilo Gallinari. The Los Angeles Clippers right now, right now, they have the three-time six-man of the year in Lou Williams. Averages almost 20 points off the bench. They have Montrez Harrell. He's a monster down low. They have Paul George, who finished runner-up and defensive player of the year this past season. Kawhi Leonard. Arguably the best player in the NBA as of right now, excluding Kevin Durant. Because obviously he's injured. Kawhi is just as good in offense as he is on defense. They have Pat Beverly. Man, I feel dirty even speaking about the Clippers like this as a Laker fan. But before my fandom come was real and <laughs> what the facts are. The Los Angeles Clippers, they were top 10 in defense. Last year. What do you think they're going to be this year, people? Pat, Be Pat Beverly, the best point guard defender in the league. Kawhi Leonard, arguably the best defender in the league. Paul George, arguably the second or third, the third best defender in the league. Montrezl Harold, he can hold his own down low. Zubak, Lakers prodigy. We let him go. Sad about that. But he's now on the Clippers. The moment Kawhi Leonard made his announcement, Vegas, Caesar Sportsbook, everywhere, man. 
The Los Angeles Clippers became a 3-1 favorite to win the NBA championship. That's how good they have become. And as a Laker fan, I'll tell you, I'm scared of that team. <laughs> oh, man. They're coming for blood. The Clippers were the team that were the laughing stock of Los Angeles. Don't let anybody tell you different. I've been a Laker fan my entire life. Trust me. Lake, the Clippers, they're nobody. They have no banners. They don't even play in their own arena. If you didn't know already. So, yes. They're coming for blood now. But on the other hand, the Lakers. What is the aftermath? That's the question. What's the aftermath right now of free agency? The Clippers are loaded. The Lakers load themselves up too. There's been reports. Shout out to Chris Haynes. LeBron James is going to be playing point guard this upcoming season. That's his natural position if you ask me. He's been top 10 as assists his entire career. He's the best passer to basketball, in my opinion, in the NBA when he wants to. But he's not in his prime. And the Lakers build around him, build a team to put out there to compete for a championship. But what's more important? This aftermath of this free agency, they're at least... 10 teams that have a shot to win in the NBA championship. The league has not been this wide open since before the Los Angeles Lakers. After the Los Angeles Lakers won those, wasn't a three-peat back from 2000, 2002. The league is wide open. Most teams have two stars. Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Man. AD, LeBron, Kyle Kuzma. Kawhi Leonard. Paul George, possibly Russell Westbrook, and Jimmy Butler. I've been giving an intel to some people that I trust about that. Something that Woj has actually reported the day of this recording. Something I've known for two, three days now. Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook? Man, do you see that tandem? You have Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Woo! <laughs> Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker in Boston. CJ McCollum. Damian Lillard. Utah Jazz, man. Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell. We can go on and on and on, man. The NBA is about to be so exciting this upcoming season. We are in for a treat, guys. There's something I'm looking forward to. And really, Kawhi Leonard... Cold Blood, Stone Killer, Stone Cold Killer, Kawhi Leonard. You guys remember that song from Lil Wayne, those of you who listen to rap? My man, Wheezy said, <laughs> Real G's, real G's move in silence like lasagna. That's who Kawhi Leonard is. That's what Kawhi Leonard did. He had all of us thinking L.A. is the place. The Raptors are the place. The L.A. Clippers were out of it. He ended two dynasties. He ended the Miami Heat with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. He ended Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. He ended it so bad that Kevin Durant risked his career to beat the Raptors. Kawhi Leonard made us all think. We know what he's going to do. 
If that's what we thought, but we did not. My oh my goodness, my goodness, he's a killer on the court and he's a killer off the court. I'm excited for this upcoming NBA season, and I know you are too, guys. Ah, for those of you who have been long-time listeners, you guys know what it is with the stat of the day. But today, we, just for this episode, we're going to change it up a bit. Because a lot has been going on this past weekend, and for those of you who are new listeners, we do ha- usually have a segment that we call Stat of the Day. We read off one of the most amazing stats that I've found and I share with you guys. But in light of everything that's been going on this weekend and all the sports, Gold Cup, Copa America, Home Run Derbies, uh, World Cups... Uh, NBA free agency People want to know all the numbers Salary caps and all this stuff So I took the liberty If you follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram You know that I constantly post Statistics In the context of the sport For you to figure out And for you to read for yourself what's going on And some statistics stood out this week And I want to take this segment to read them off to you To show you how amazing sports can be And weekends like these are very rare. You don't get weekends this great in sports all the time. Because one, not all the sports are played at all times at the same time, obviously. But this is one of those years where it usually happens. It happens maybe once every two years or three years even if we're lucky. Nevertheless, when they happen, we're happy. And my cup is filled for days, man. So let's just start with the Women's World Cup. Something I already talked about, everything we already know. The Women's World Cup, like I already mentioned multiple times on this on this episode today. Eight total World Cups. The U.S. Women's National Team won four of them. Back-to-back champions. But this, is st- this statistic is just ridiculous. The U.S. Women's National Team is 63 and 10 when Alex Morgan scores a goal. 63, 0, and 10. That's their record when Alex Morgan scores. Ego. Comebol. Gold Cup. United States of America's men's national team versus Mexico. The last seven times that Mexico has played the United States, Mexico has won six times. (laughs) Of all the talk of how superior the men's team is and how they're going to beat Mexico. Hey, man. Mexico es lugar de fútbol. Mexico es país de fútbol. For those of you who don't understand, Mexico is a football, soccer country. It's hard to beat those countries, man, in these tournaments when your country doesn't make the sport the number one or is not. Or rather, it isn't the number one sport in the country. It's hard to beat them, man. Six and one is Mexico against the United States. UFC 239, Jorge Masdival, Masvidal, five seconds. I already talked about it earlier in the introduction of the podcast. UFC fastest knockout, five seconds. If you haven't seen it, please go on YouTube and just Google it. Just Google UFC UFC 239, Jorge Masvidal. It's ridiculous. Women's national team, the longest. Longest winning streaks in World Cup history. Men and women. Brazil. Ronaldinho. 
Ronaldo de Assis, Rivaldo, those guys, they had a ridiculous winning streak between 2002 and 2006. They had 10, 10, 11 games in a row. The women's national team from 2015 to present. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 wins in a row. Greatest football team of all time. Then we go to Copa America. The controversial Copa America that even the best player alive, Lionel Messi, criticized him for. Danny Alves, in my estimation, and just like Ali Moreno, shout out to Ali Moreno, ESPN FC. He shared my sentiments. Danny Alves won player of the tournament, even though we all know that Everton was the best player in that tournament, man. But man, Danny Alves is trophy case man let me just read this off to you guys this is this is some amazing statistics man and some amazing cups that danny alvis has won if you don't pay the football danny alvis when he was in his prime he was arguably the best right back he played for fc barcelona with pep guardiola danny alvis won the uefa champions league three times he won the uefa cup twice he won the uefa super cup four times he won la liga spanish league six times he won Copa del Rey. That's a domestic cup for Spain. Five times. He won the Supercopa de España five times. He won a title with Serie A. He won the Copa Italia. He's a two-time League One champion, PSG. He won Copa de Francia. He won Coupe de la Ligue. He won, he's the two-time Supercopa de Francia from France. Francia. World Cup. Teams World Cup, he won that three times. Twice he won the Confederation Cup and twice he won Copa America. Danny Alves is the first player ever to have 40, 40 titles. As great as Lionel Messi is, he's at 37 right now. Danny Alves won 40 of them. That's how amazing this man's career has been. And that's a full weekend of stat of the day, guys. Ah, we have come to an end of another episode. In this case, episode number 40 of the Statman Sports Podcast. Guys, if you're here for the first time, you already know what to do, man. And if you haven't already, just hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, from wherever you come from. Tune in. It will be much appreciated. I just don't do this for myself. I do this for you guys as well. You can also visit our website at statmanspodcast.com. If you care about merchandise, you can go to store.statmanpodcast.com and you can purchase whatever merchandise you want to represent. But before I let you guys go, I'm going to leave you with the amazing Nike commercial for the U.S. Women's National Team. But for right now, Statman, signing out, baby.
and that they'll be inspired to talk and win and stand up for themselves. And I believe that we will make our voices heard and TV shows will be talking about us every single day and not just once every four years. And that women will conquer more than just the soccer field, like breaking every single glass ceiling and having their faces carved on Mount Rushmore. And that we'll keep fighting not just to make history, but to change it forever. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.